Support for this podcast is provided by Getaway. Getaway offers escapes to tiny cabins nestled in nature just two hours from Portland near Mount Adams. It's an experience that helps you slow down, disconnect from work and technology, and reconnect with yourself and others. Every cabin is dog-friendly and provides everything you need and nothing you don't. Take $20 off your first escape when you book with code EXECUTIVE at www.getaway.house. Support is also provided by Beat Check, a new podcast by The Oregonian. Join host Andrew Thien every week as he explores Oregon's biggest stories with the reporters that know them best. Subscribe to Beat Check wherever you get podcasts to hear the latest episodes. Hey, everyone. You're listening to the PDX Executive Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Bruden. On today's episode is Amelia Goodwin, the Managing Director of Slalom Consulting's Portland office. Good to see you. Glad to be here. So let's get into it. I'm super excited to have you on to learn about your story. But, you know, Slalom is the forefront of working with so many companies here, getting a pulse on what's going on in Portland business-wise. I have some questions around that. But can you first tell tell us about your role and kind of your journey to getting here? Absolutely. It's um it's a non-traditional journey. So Slalom is a, a management con- management technology consulting firm. So it and um it's a little bit different in that we are global with local footprint. So we live and work in our city. So for us it's really important to be here in Portland and know what's happening and being staffed here, know what's happening in the business community, create relationships here. And uh, most of us worked for larger firms in our history and don't want to be on the road anywhere. Yeah. And we want to be a part of our communities, right? Mm-hmm. All right. I've many colleagues that are, you know, coaching their daughters, you know, soccer teams and like, so they want to be part of that. And so the journey is a little bit different to get to Solomon. And it's been trial and error, probably like everybody else's Mm -hmm. career. So started off um, healthcare, which very non-traditional. Most people who end up in consulting usually started from MBA and they kind of get snapped up by a big four. Yeah, yeah. And mine started off in healthcare and really just wanting to teach, help, learn. Um, and that's kind of always been the theme. So I've like moved around a bit, but it's always been with this idea of wanting to learn something new, wanting to kind of push the boundaries, apply new thinking and, and spend some time in healthcare, went into, got my master's, um, in org systems and design before design thinking and systems thinking were before it was cool, before they were cool, (laughs) um, back in 2001. So there was D school didn't really exist Mm -hmm. and all that other fun. And so wasn't exactly sure what it was going to end up bringing to me, but wanted to learn it and wanted to learn the skills. And so from there went into, I just want to learn business. I want to help business. Mm -hmm. And that brought me into consulting and a little bit of a different firm. So went from different sized firms to finding the right fit, a little bit like Goldilocks and Psalm was the right fit. So how'd you find your way to Portland? Found my way to Portland two ways. Um, What do they say? Most people come here, aren't born here. Um, I'm a transplant, but I've had family here my whole life. So Mm -hmm. I used to come here in the summers. So I have two uncles and most of my cousins live here. Uh, So have been coming here most of my summers, born and raised in Idaho, lived in Seattle for Mm -hmm. 10 years. So Mm -hmm. I'm a Northwest person. (laughs) I tried to live in other parts of the country. I always come back to the Northwest. Mm -hmm. It was when I was coming back and was going to settle for sure. I'm kind of figuring out the last part of my career. It was Portland was like the, it was Portland, Denver and Portland, it was absolutely one came, out. one out, came, <laughs> visited of like, this is my city. Yeah. Like, this is it. And at first I thought, is this going to be just a smaller version of Seattle? And it is so not. No. And I am so happy about that. 
Yeah, you know, we have that battle when I talk to people about, yeah. oh, yeah, I have, I'm from Portland. I got relatives in Seattle. This is different. It's different. <laughs> it is so not the same. Yeah. And I am, I've lived in both and I'm happy to say it is not yeah. and it's better. Yeah, we love Seattle. That's it's where great. your corporate HQ yeah, is. So. Absolutely. Love it, but well, love my city. About, yeah, well, let's talk about your role as uh, MD here. Yep. Um, tell me a little bit about, about the office here, what you do as managing director, overseeing mm-hmm. the team, and mm-hmm. if you can share as far as many people are here absolutely absolutely so So, yeah as we as i said sloan's a a global company now so when i started six and a half years ago and we were 12 offices we're almost 33 so Mm. pretty soon 33 offices all organic growth so we don't buy um and with that with that growth has come creating what we call our practices so what are the solutions and what are the knowledge experts that help solve business problems for our local clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so Portland itself, um, I think we have well over 140 consultants that wow. live and work and serve the Portland area. Yeah. Um, globally, we have upwards of almost 8,000 now oh, yes. um, okay. folks that in literally, so we're looking at, and it's since its inception, since 2001, right about over 20% growth year over year. Wow. So continually yeah. big growth. And we're looking at another big growth um Projection for all of Solomon hitting five different countries by the end of 2020. So what's driving that growth? Um, I think part of it is our partnership. So we do both strategy, business transformation, and technology. So and the the fact that we come in, we were part of our communities. And a lot of consultants don't want to get on the road anymore. They want mm. to stay consultants. They mm. like to come in, help companies solve problems, but want to also be a part of the community. Yeah. So. We have no problem really finding consultants want to come work for Solemn. So it's easy for like those cities to get established and hire consultants Mm -hmm. fairly easily. Yeah. Um, And then a lot of the companies we work with have also helped. So Mm -hmm. um, often what we see is companies are in many different cities. Many different countries. Yeah. Um, and we'll start a project that we'll see it another city or we'll see it another country. Gotcha. Because we're doing big multinational projects and that as well as our partnership with, um, our technology partners like yeah. AWS and things like that that will help like, Hey, we need to go help serve this, this company and, and help them do some transformation in the cloud. And that seeds a big project that then allows you to build out your office. So let's, let's pick on the word transformation. I you know? love <laughs> that word. It's such a consulting so, word. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of yep. that. I've used it all the time. So I know you, that's driving a lot of this, this growth for you, but yep. also helping companies. So let's talk about what specific areas you mentioned yep. technology, but yep. also, you know, on the, the organizational side too. So. Yep. No, I, the way I, sort of think about it is like the, the slowest time we're ever going to have is right now. It is only yeah. getting faster. Yeah. And so there are two, there are a few different big areas that are happening for companies. One, one is if you haven't been cloud native, you actually need to get into the cloud. So you need to make sure that you're moving, you're being able to serve your customer faster. And in, it's not just, you know, lift and shift everything into the cloud. Yeah. It's not a technology changing the way technology works. It's actually a new way of working yeah. and being able to deploy work faster. So being able to serve your customer faster mm-hmm. and deploy that work faster is really well it is. Mm-hmm. So if we were just going to make it simple, mm-hmm. it's like, do you have the technology, the processes, and your people all aligned to service your customer in a fast, effective way? It's speed. And That's that, speed. And that was what I'm getting educated on because I had a prior podcast, someone uh, who works for one of the cloud platforms. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, you know, 
trying to learn about. And he says, that's really what it is. That's it's it. The, the agility to iterate and um, test something very quickly. Yeah. Being able to pull uh, pull servers and um, up and test a new yeah. new code and new uh, interactions with your customers uh-huh. in a fast way and know if it's going to work. Like being able to experiment quickly. And yeah. then before you do big, large, year-long projects that sink millions of dollars, right. being able to know. Uh-huh. So, But to do that, it's not just a technology play. Technology is part of it. But when we say consulting jargon of transformation and things like that, it's really the new new ways of working. And that means the technology teams are partnering with the business teams and actually are partnering with your customers. So Mm -hmm. how are you bringing all three of those entities together Mm -hmm. to better serve? Mm -hmm. Frankly, if you're not, you're going to get disrupted. Mm -hmm. So if you're not disrupting the industry, someone's disrupting you, right? And you're losing market share. So how do you stay ahead? How do you stay fast? How do you constantly be pushing? Yeah. And so when you're going out, you know, talking with your your partners or clients about this, what are some of the objections to that? I mean, uh, is it staffing? Like we just don't have the skills, the talent in house or um, to, to, to make that shift right now? Or I'm just curious. Yeah, no, I mean, I think part of it is finding it. Like it is hard to find great, great people to, yeah. to do, to do the work. And it's, it's a big, it's, it is a transformation. It is a new way of working. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just spending some time talking and thinking about, and this is where some of the org effectiveness work comes mm-hmm. in thinking about, um, organizational leader courage, right? So what has been working for a company has worked. It got them here, right? They are still in business. They are still making right. money. Mm-hmm. So the trick is, what is the what is the next thing that they need to do and that will keep them there and that will give get them bigger market share and yeah. that will fend off um, competitors? So what is that next thing? Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit unknown. So, and it means it's a completely different way of working and it might be a different way of organizing. So you're giving up like what you know and how you work. And a lot, like I'm for one of those people, I get a lot of my self-worth from my work. I I come here because I love the teams I work with and like I can get things done and I feel like I'm making a difference. Mm -hmm. When you're in the middle of like learning all this new, Mm -hmm. it can be pretty hard. So there's that. Plus it is an investment and it is, this is like, this is a new way of working working mm-hmm. you have to keep the lights on while you're also transforming mm-hmm. yeah and i like what you said about disrupt you know if you don't disrupt uh yourself you're gonna get disrupted yep. uh, it's a term i've thrown it's like you need to almost put yourself out of business yes you constantly be pushing and it's just a mind it's a mindset yep. and i think we're in a great market here locally that's probably people yes. get that right yes no i think that <laughs> that is what's so exciting about being in yeah. portland and portland um is mostly that what what, you know, you might be called mid-market town. So mm-hmm. companies are under the three to $5 billion mm-hmm. range. There are a few bigger, mm-hmm. obviously, in town. Mm-hmm. Um, but most, like the three or 400 companies, mostly are kind of sitting under that three to $5 yeah. billion range. Yeah. And so it's... Um, you don't have all the the bigger global behemoths to have to try to change. So you can experiment. You can get to um, yeah. your leadership aligned. Being mm-hmm. able to do that mm-hmm. to the other point of like what gets in the way of that transformation is... You all need to be in it together. Your yeah. operating officer, your CIO, your yeah. HR leaders, your CHROs. You have yep. to be in this together. You are moving your company forward and working in a different way. Mm-hmm. You have to model that or else why would your teams do it? Right. So it's getting that buy-in and mm-hmm. from the front. Um, 
Well, another thing, you know, I've got, you know, Psalm's a partner for, for me on my events. I've got to know a lot of your folks, love working with them and uh, just the new people are coming in here. Let's talk about kind of the talent piece and the shift in how people work. Yeah. One of the events we partnered on where you had one of your folks uh, do kind of fireside chat with the chief operating officer of Nike. And they were talking about how they're kind of, you know, embracing that or shifting the way they work. Yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, that's an, an area that's interesting to a lot of folks. So. To, to shift. Uh, like the new, the younger folks and yeah. how they want to work. Yes. <laughs> they so don't work like you and I. They do right? not. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes, I am constantly learning. And that, that is, you know, why I moved into consulting it, since stayed. Yeah. Um, there is the, there are multi-generations in a workforce. And what is happening in the consulting industry with like several generations is the same as any industry right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and what each stakeholder group needs and what they want to, and their employee experience and designing that yeah. um, is different. So um, more transparency, more collaboration being engaged, being involved, you know, previous to, to starting this podcast, we talked about the communication with podcasts. Yeah. I'm old school and did newsletters and, and <laughs> yeah. I still like my little newsletters. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, so I like to read and I like to, and, and do those sorts of things, but we have a full podcast channel now yeah, where we are sharing stories um, with everyone because keeping 8,000 people aligned on where we're going and what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of ways. Newsletters are one. And mm-hmm. so we do absolutely keep newsletters because there's a group of people that that fits for. Right. And there's a group of people that podcasts yeah. fit for. Yeah. So making sure that you're thinking through and, and a fun and consult each of your groups, like each of your employee groups, they're mm-hmm. all going to have. And we often call, use fun words like personas or yeah. um, and creating a journey for them. So yeah. what is the journey that they need to, that they want to experience? Um in partnership with what's the journey that you need to deliver to your customers. Yeah. So what do they need to be delivering and doing along the value chain of delivering to your customers mm-hmm. so that they don't have, they're not delivering poor customer experiences yeah. and they're all, all aligned to your strategy. Yeah. So it's not just creating things to create things because there are multiple generations in a workforce. It is all in service of your customer and your business and your business strategy. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're keeping those all aligned, then it's really easy to know what to keep and what to cut. Yeah, I mean, you were showing me that your private podcast channel, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm you know, podcast, got a <laughs> yeah. podcast company. I'm like, I was blown away. You're pretty at the forefront, so that's super cool. You're doing that, yeah, and to keep engaged. So, well, let's talk about you know Portland. Yeah, you know, um, what are some of the trends you see here, business wise? Business wise, yeah. like we were just talking, there are a few big things I think happening. So if you're um, if you're cloud native, a lot of a lot of companies are now that came up, and we have high tech. Definitely high tech is part of our, mm-hmm. our business community. If you're that, a lot of what we see are people looking to optimize and looking to bring in new ways of working, continuing to look at new ways of working yeah. and being able to deliver faster and optimizing their cloud experience. And sometimes it was, you know, they haven't really come back to look at, are you getting the most value for what you're doing? The other is if you, if you were a product center company, um, we now expect either business to consumer, business to business. We expect a different level of experience within yeah. technology. So yeah. it is moving to the cloud. It is um, new ways of working and, and delivering faster. And a lot of that comes with agile and agility yeah. and business agility that needs to happen. And it's aligning, understanding what is that your customer needs and how do you deliver to your customer most effectively and aligning your technology and your people to that process. Personalization. Personalization, right. but yeah. then making sure that you're delivering. And so yeah. I, recently I just had an experience where I called self uh, help, like a help desk. And like, well, that's the app group's problem. That's what the app team does. I'm like, I don't know what your app team is, but that shouldn't be the answer. 
Right. Yeah, I'm calling it a support line. It doesn't say there's a yeah. separate support line. So how do you create an experience that's different for your customer? I don't have to choose them. And what we know is customers will pay more for a better experience, mm-hmm. like up of 30% more. Hmm. So uh, if we're not spending the time to do that, so I think that is something that um, local companies are looking at. Yeah. The other thing is data. We are with with apps, with technology, yeah. with engaging with our customers. We have more data than we have ever had. I think we're creating more data in a day as a as a um, entity yeah. that um, ever existed in the world before. Yeah. So, what do you do with that data, and how do you use machine learning and, and artificial intelligence to really get to the next level for serving your customer and knowing what they're going to need beforehand mm-hmm. in a non creepy way? Like, not doesn't feel like you're stalking to me and listening on me and, and doing those experiences. Right. But what that means is there's a lot of data foundation level that needs to happen. Yeah. And and I think to your earlier question around what what gets in the way is sometimes there's a lot of foundational work that needs to happen and we want the shiny fun thing at the now. end yeah. now. And you kind of have to go through setting up your architecture and setting up your work before mm-hmm. you can get to mm-hmm. um, the other and really making sure that the entire executive team is aligned to what it's going to take to go down the journey. Yeah. Um, that or the starts and stops and you burn your teams out right. and, and that sort of thing. So data, that data, technology moving to the cloud, and, and I think really people. So it is your people that, um, that adds the human touch to what the, the, the experience mm-hmm. will be that your apps will create. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you, um, really aligned your teams mm-hmm. and you're, you're all in service of serving your customer. Well, let's drill down on the people part a little bit, just as far as the talent side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Portland's a growing place, uh, the, the competition for talent. Yes. You, you mentioned earlier, there's, you know, a lot of folks who want to work here. You've uh, a, a great, you know, top workplace and, mm-hmm. and polls and things. Um, what's that landscape like? Has it changed since you've been here as far as like the competition for talent piece and people moving here? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I can't remember. It feels like I read it statistically like two or three out of five move here, right? So, yeah. I mean, people yeah. want to live here, which yeah. is great for yeah. bringing people in. Yeah. Um, but you like, Portland is growing fast enough that you do need to bring people in. And mm-hmm. what's nice is there are companies and, um, and the economy is set up so that we want to bring companies in, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, with that, um, you, you do get a bigger pool of people because yep. if someone comes in, their spouse often wants to also mm-hmm. participate mm-hmm. Most of the in time. the economy <laughs> most of the time. Um, so if one moves, often you can get two. Um, so like I was sort of thinking about it in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we're definitely, I think it's bringing people in. I think, it is still hard. I, we were just talking to a customer that she's had five open roles in that analytics, da- um, data, and technology space for several months. Wow. And I mean, so one of the things that we've done is we have what we call our build centers. So they're not necessarily they're located in large cities that can service. Because if people don't have to be on site, can they okay. go out and deliver and yeah. do that? So because there are cities where like you're growing faster, like business is growing faster than we can import talent. Hmm. Um, so yeah, we, mm-hmm. we, we do both hire local folks that have yeah. already been here that came because the spouse yeah. came. Yeah. Um, but also, um, yeah, we, Got you it. have to grow, you have to bring them in. Well, so, you know, and you mentioned, you know, what I love about working with your team is it is local model. Like you said, the people are here, um, you're not flying in all over the place. So when folks are looking at a career and, uh, consulting, it's, you know, that, that has changed. Uh, what are the, some of the things that, uh, that's that attractiveness of just being local is really spoke to the people you're getting to come in and maybe 
Yeah, I think um, I think for it helps them both sides, one with customers as well as with our consultants. So yeah. people who people who want to be consultants want to help, right? They want to help a, a business be better, and then like if you don't need us anymore, we need we'll, we'll go find somewhere else right. to help, and then call us back again. Mm-hmm. And but we want to be part of our community, so mm-hmm. we see we see our customers in the grocery stores, and um, if we mess up that call that that project, I have to look you in the eye in the grocery store on right. Saturday morning. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to make sure we don't do that, yeah. right? And we're going to do our best to make it right. And that's one of our key values. Like, how do we get it done? How do we make it right? Mm-hmm. And those are those are really important to us. So I think that that, is, that speaks to consultants. Yeah. I think from a, a, a client standpoint or a customer standpoint, they want to know who they're working with. Like, yeah. a lot of the people. Especially Portland, <laughs> Yeah, right? especially Portland. Huh. More so than other cities I've lived in, right? Yeah. In Seattle, I would, I mean, even back when I lived there, it was um, so much bigger. You couldn't, like, you didn't necessarily even run into people. Right. I run into people all the time yep. here. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Walking down the street, yeah, yeah. going into QFC, mm-hmm. you name it, right? Mm-hmm. You're in new seasons, you're going to run into folks. Yeah. Um, so I think that there's that. And I also think what's different um I think everyone from a talent perspective, all businesses are thinking about inclusion. They're thinking about equity. Yeah. Um, a lot of time in the history, I think we've all often talked about diversity, right? Mm-hmm. Like what's the right number ratio? And um, that's fine. But if we haven't figured out inclusive ways of working mm-hmm. and then hearing different points of view, then you've just got a statistic, right? Yeah. You're not getting the, you're not reaping your business benefits from the true ideas coming to the table and right. learning how to hash out, yeah. hash out like the different ways of thinking and working that aren't like you. And it goes against all human nature. So there's a lot of work that has to yeah. be put into that. Yeah. And then on the other half of it is equity. Like, are we, like how equitable are we being? And I, th- what we're seeing more and more in like work when we're doing a public sector and others, like really making sure that we can answer those questions. And we've put a lot of effort into that. And I think most companies are really starting from a talent perspective to put effort into that as well. Yeah, We have a personal goal of trying to map to our our, um, our cities, every city to look and mm-hmm. look and feel like your city, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, like we are serving our cities and being a part of our cities. Absolutely. And you shared that, you know, your own Psalms journey a couple of weeks ago at an event we did. So only well, yeah, thanks, you know, for sharing all this and you know, it's the holidays right now. This will air yes. after it. And so hopefully you get a chance to take a little break. And yes. you know, here we go for 2020. I know. It's going to be a great year, I think, for Portland. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Thank you.